Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Hunter and Michaela, and this is the Model Citizen Podcast. We wanted to let the members of our community experience a different side of us that they see glimmers of, but never the full force. Exactly. We wanted a place where we could talk unfiltered about anything and everything, including our lives and experiences in the modeling industry, beauty, fashion, dating, sex, marriage, a dash of political commentary, and of course, pop culture, honey. We're going all the way in. Tune in every Thursday for a giggle, a laugh, and maybe even a tear or two. You've just found your new best friends, and we're so happy to have you. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, y'all. So I have Joseph on the podcast tonight. We're going to do a little Ask Joe episode. Say hello. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. (laughs) You're giving me radio show vibes just now. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to do my best radio intro, but... You do your best radio no. intro. Do what you like have I to do, do a, it now. a late night smooth jazz. I have never heard you listen to smooth <laughs> jazz in your life. <laughs> uh, just because I'm vibing solo when I'm smooth jazzing at home. No, I don't think you've smooth jazz. What, it, what music do you normally listen to? What's your What's your go-to? I mean, it's, I would say, majority hip-hop and rap music. But like, but who? Like, give us some people. Um, the girls can go home to their boyfriends and be like, hey, do you know this guy? Because I Well, do. recently it's been like, well, I've been recently listening to the Vori's newest album, The Game, recently had a new album. Mm-hmm. It's always like Kendrick and J. Cole and things like that. Drake. I like Vori. That's the one I like, right? Yeah. It's the mean guy song. You call oh, it. the mean guy song. <laughs> yeah. What's the song called? I think it's Happy Birthday to You. I think it's. Oh, you know exactly what well, it's called because it comes you're a on mean and guy. You go, the mean guy song. <laughs> Immediately, it's hilarious. What? Because it's about like openly cheating on a girl. It's right? just being honest. I think I don't know. Sometimes there's songs playing. I'm big on just like the energy I'm getting from the song, less yeah, so than the girl to the lyrics. Words. And then sometimes you're like, oh. Well, you know what it is? It's subliminal messaging, and it's putting stuff in your head <laughs> without you even knowing it. So I'm like, next. Yeah, and I'm just casually washing the dishes have five out and you're like wow this is so mean i'm like the dishes are i'm like misogyny yeah (laughs) but they're clean what do you mean yeah no i always skip the mean guy song so i like worry songs except for that one anyways that's not what we're here to talk about today but i (laughs) joe threw me off his energy threw me off okay so i'm actually gonna do an ask the episode soon too but i thought it'd be fun to do an ask Joe episode while I have him here and while I tricked him to agreeing to do the podcast because he hasn't been on in a while because I feel like your injury and then the surgery and stuff like that I wasn't going to be like you know what you should focus on coming on my podcast agreed (laughs) so I waited a couple months and here we are welcome back how does it feel nerve-wracking I'm shaking my boots right now no Feels good, I guess. He's it's wearing been a while. Fluffy socks. No, I have my feet on the fluffy rug, I guess. The ruggable rug. So Joe is here to answer some listener questions. And there were quite a few sent in to Joseph, but I've narrowed them down to six. And I will say a lot of them are, well, all of them are relationship related, which I was expecting. And we're gonna see what Joe has to say. I just wanna note here that. Sometimes I support Joe's <laughs> advice and sometimes I do not. This is all his own. This does not mean it's my own <laughs> the, advice. The disclaimer. This is my disclaimer. It's fair. I feel like I've trained him well and hmm. noticing of misogyny, but he's not perfect sometimes. 
things happen. Things happen. You know, there's a lot of deep diving into your own psyche you need to do as a man in order to separate yourself from some of these things. So if he says something, just know it's not a reflection of me completely and we're working on it, okay? <laughs> but I believe in you, okay? She has faith. I do have faith, kind of, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Enough to let you have a mic. Until it's cut. Okay, so let's just get right into these. Question number one, we're calling this gray area. First off, I love the podcast and you and Joe with a little heart emoji. Cute. My ask P is the following. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a little over a year. We started off in college and we're now a full year post-grad and he just started a new job in Denver. I'm on the East Coast. We've done long distance since after graduation, each living in different states about three hours away. But this is a major change, and obviously this transition is now his new life. At first, we, quote, agreed to break things off and stay friends. But since he's left over a month ago, nothing has changed. We have not broken up or closed our relationship chapter. We both know what we're doing is confusing, and we've tiptoed around conversations about it, but no decision or plan is ever made. How do I determine for myself if I should keep taking this day by day or set the boundary of staying out of this, quote, gray area? Thank you so much. Much love. Well, it seems like there's obviously still mutual interest. It doesn't seem like it's like heavily one-sided or anything like that. I kind of feel like if you're still interested in like it seems mutual, then like you kind of just got to play it by ear. Like the whole new job and new city and you're separate. I feel like it's not going to be super easy anyways. So you're kind of doing yourself a disservice if you're just like, Oh, well we said we're going to do this. And then you haven't followed through at all. Mm -hmm. Like what, I guess, what are you achieving by like cutting ties immediately? So here's my question though. We didn't say this actual disclaimer for the episode, but I try to say this at the top of every advice episode. I don't really know your life, nor does Joe. This is supposed to be kind of like a fun, kitschy thing. So you absolutely do not need to listen to us. <laughs> yeah. If we say something true. that you do not want to do, please do not blindly follow advice. We have no idea what we're saying. We do in some sense and how we read it and from our own context that we kind of build into the question, mm-hmm. but we don't really know your situation in all the details. We could never. Yeah. Um, and we don't know the person. Yeah. We don't know the person you're dealing with. We don't, we don't know anything about it. So we're going to answer both these kind of candidly and mm-hmm. just how, you know, baseline how it presents itself to me and to Joe and we'll like debate about them or whatever. But we truly, the, at the end of the day, you have to trust yourself and your gut of what you think is best, which is kind of what I talk about on the podcast all the time. You're at the helm of your life and you need to trust your own self mm-hmm. and your own gut. But that being said, <laughs> until then, what I'm thinking is if you're in this gray area and this area where communication isn't, great Mm -hmm. and you you said you were gonna cut it off what if like the partner thinks that it is cut off that's kind of what they're still just like talking (laughs) that was my first thought i think you're not being directive in communication to know if they think it's a gray area still too yeah and like i'm assuming you haven't visited one another or i feel like that would have been mentioned Mm -hmm. so i it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of given like a little bit of like. Well, he, she was saying that they were long distance and they were like three hours away from each other. I don't know if that's by like, plane or by, like by car. If, she's, if he's in Denver. Well, she's, she's saying he just got a job in Denver uh, and she's on the East Coast. And they were previously doing long distance mm-hmm. from different states about three hours away. But this is a major change, she said. Mm. So this is a new part of the whole. Well, that was kind of my first stop when, she, when they were saying like, it's mutual but now it's nothing has changed well, like, when, when if, she said nothing has changed i was like mm, like what if the partner's sus. like okay we we talked about this we are not going to be together yeah, anymore and then like they friends yeah they're still like talking because they've been yeah. a part of each other's life before you book any brunch you pour over lists and lists of reviews so why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment With ZocDoc, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important, than finding the right plate of Eggs Benedict. 
ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. So I started using ZocDoc when I moved to Dallas at the end of last year, and it led me to my most recent OBGYN and allowed me to vet a primary care physician. And I'm going to have to switch doctors when we make our next move at the end of next month. And I'm definitely going to be browsing ZocDoc when that time comes. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out or anything else. ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Go to ZocDoc.com slash note to self and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash note to self. ZocDoc.com slash note to self. So this is the issue with gray area. Whole thing sounds gray. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what they're thinking. It's like it's gray on both parts. So you're not like existing in the same gray area, if Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So I think communication is obviously key (laughs) Key. (laughs) here. You probably want to figure that one out. Mm -hmm. And again, we don't know this person. We're not sure. Maybe you do. You obviously know better than we would, but gray areas are hard because you don't know where both of you are existing. Yeah. And you're not on the same plane. You're not like casually seeing them out on a Friday afternoon. Well, yeah, but you're also not talking about anything when you're in a gray area. Like I would say I'm a very, as I've gotten older in my life, Mm -hmm. I've become very direct, obviously. And I've always been direct about some things, but with men, not so much direct Mm -hmm. and kind of just like been like, oh, we'll figure it out. Like it's things are weird. But with you, I feel like I've become pretty direct about things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if there's, I'm still thinking about this question. I feel like if there has been no discussion about like seeing someone, like seeing, like when are you going to come here or when am I going to go there to see someone, then like. But what if there has been and that's still. Well, I'm just saying. You could be not together and still go see each other. Yeah, but if you're if you were together and now it's like gray and there's not like a hint of like a, you know, when am I going to see you kind of thing? Mm -hmm. So this is, let me re-say this part. At first we quote agreed to break things off and stay friends. Mm -hmm. But since he's left over a month for over a month now, nothing has changed. So, but I think staying friends, if you're from half a country away, staying friends to him might be talking to you every day like you normally would whenever you're out yeah. dating. That's hard. So I think at the end of the day, communication is key. Something <laughs> needs to be brought up. So we could even you can know that he's on the same page as you right now. Because yeah. you might be existing in different grace. And if it's like, yeah, I feel like if you bring that up and you're on the same page, it'd be like, oh, haha, okay. Like no harm, no foul. Yeah. But then like obviously if there's a miscommunication, then like you're gonna find out. Yeah. Pretty quickly. And you need to you need to be ready to find out yeah. when you bring it up. But at least you'll know. Yeah. Here, or here we are over here being like, but then this could be happening, like putting in these like <laughs> no, insidious thoughts into someone's head. Yeah. No, I really do think that you need to communicate. That's just like obviously the answer to a lot of questions. And then at the end of the day, if you maybe if your partner's not seeing other people and you guys are both existing in this similar gray area Mm -hmm. it's time for you to decide do you want to be there it does commitment mean something do you do you want to be committed to still or do you want to be single because you guys are far away and you find long distance to be like unappealing yeah and you like literally just graduated college yeah they're like one year post-grad not the end of the world but hey 23 24 hmm Things to think about. <laughs> the deep stare into my soul right there. Is I know. I was, I was trying to see if you had anything else to say. Okay. Question number two. We're going to label this one, no moves in months. Mm, tough, my guy. Ask Joe. Well, this is a girl asking this. Okay. What should I do if a relationship is progressing too slowly for me? It's been months and he hasn't actually made a move. If you catch my drift, how can I be more forward without scaring him away? Initial thoughts like, what age is this? It's got. Well, I will say my listeners, from what I can tell, are between the ages of like eighteen and twenty-four. 
I just feel majority. like, yeah. I just feel like if you're saying like you're in a relationship for, was it months? Yeah. Well, is this another gray area where she thinks it's a relationship? <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. He hasn't made a move if you catch my drift. I do have a lot of questions about this question. Are you in a relationship and we're talking about having sex? I mean, that was my is assumption. Is this like everyone's first time to be having sex? Well, that's why I was also like, how old are you if you're like not making the move? Because I feel like nowadays most people are doing that before being in a relationship. Or what if it's just like, like a talking thing and we're saying it's a relationship oh. it's like that's kind of what those are too it's a form of a relationship and it's progressing slowly like what if you're this girl's talking to a guy a lot the progressing that's it's kind of um i feel like generally someone is trying to move it along like quickly mm-hmm. not saying that it's one person over the other traditionally but i just feel like yeah, I don't know. That's kind of strange. I mean, I it's I would assume he's just like maybe not that interested. But if you're in a relationship, I guess the key term here is like, like how are you what describing is, this relationship? Yeah, what does the relationship, what does relationship part mean? Okay, well, let's answer both. Well, one, if you're in a relationship and nothing's happened in months, maybe. unless you guys have no one's had sex before and we want to ease into this, I would say that's pretty strange. Oh, unless that. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. But again, we don't fucking know these people's sexual histories. <laughs> and I also, by the way, when I choose these, I choose them pretty at random. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a good excuse for like how you could always catch me and just not the mood. Maybe he's super scared of COVID and he's like, I actually have COVID, but I don't want to say I have COVID. Maybe he has like penis problems. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that, and that's not where I thought it was going. Well, one, penis problems, or two, he's embarrassed of his penis. I mean, yeah, definitely possible. These are possibilities you need to consider because we don't know your, you know, background. This is a shorter submission, so there's not as many details as I think Damn, I need. I'm going straight for the low blow. <laughs> Maybe he got the ick because she Oh no. Ordered don't say that. Oh, the chicken on. sandwich from McDonald's or something, you know? Like a weird ick. Yeah, I'm not really sure. So Another thing, though, is I could totally see this being like, this is someone who she's into. They're both into each other. Maybe they're like in the same friend group or something like that. They talk a lot and like just nothing has really happened. Because some people just aren't those kind of people. I will be honest, for me in my life, if there has ever been like a spark or something like that, things happen when there's a spark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, I was feel like say. there's something like if you go out with your friends and yeah. you're in, if you're in that situation where like you guys like each other and there's like a little crush developing and you talk to each other a lot, I feel like things find a way to happen if yeah. both parties are interested. I would agree. I also feel like maybe in the world of hypotheticals, he's just like very respectful and not trying to like. Bang. Move too quick, <laughs> move too quickly. I was gonna say, and then sometimes it's just like a stalemate of like him not trying to do too much, and then like maybe she'll make the first move, and then the girl's just like, "Is he gonna do anything?" And then there you are watching every Lord of the Rings movie in completion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is uh, yeah, possible. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities for depending on who you are, what situation you're in, how old you are, what your experience is. Yeah. I would love what to be like is- a fly on the wall in some of these questions, like relationships, you know? Yeah. Some more, some more detail. Okay. What, what should I do if a relationship is progressing too slowly for me? So at the end of the day, she's asking, how do I be more forward without scaring him away though? So what are ways in I which- feel like you're not really going to scare him. Like he might be like, oh, shocked. Whoa. <laughs> blown away. And Maybe then be you're like- not giving him the right sign. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he knows that you're interested. I don't know. I just feel like <clears throat> this is obviously generally speaking. I don't think you're going to like scare a guy away if you like want to move forward. Yeah. And make the first move. Yeah. I don't think scaring him away is like a highly likely thing. And so should it- she. But here's the thing. Does she verbally make the first move and say something like she's really into him or like, you know, whatever. I don't know if that's been discussed already. I mean, I feel like or if you is, do are that. Are going in for a make out? I feel like, <laughs> and this is when I feel like make out is fair game. But I feel mm-hmm. like if you, if you're 
shy enough to like not do anything for this long and then someone verbally like you know vocalizes how they're feeling you might just equally freeze up then too just because it's like like what what's going to change you know sometimes you just get thrown into the fire mm-hmm. so that's i don't know that's my suggestion i guess how can i be more forward without scaring him away i mean for me i'm not really like a i'm gonna attack your face kind of person oh what I mean, now it's obvious that you're going to receive it well. Oh, is it obvious? <laughs> but I'm a verbal person. I usually would like to make those moves verbally first. So I feel like, again, communication sounds like a really good thing to do here. I say you just go for it. And whatever way that means yeah, to you. That, yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> However that fits best in your situation, I think you need to take the reins a little bit. If you want something to happen, if, this, if that's like what you, I wish your we end had a, goal is. A more of a timeline here. Like we've been in a relationship. That sounds like cap. I'm saying stop the cap. Not a Well, I guess she said, what do I do if a relationship is progressing too slowly for me? So like it's turning into something, but it's like, she's like, I wanted to get there quicker physically. I don't think they're literally in a relationship. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean. Boys are so specific sometimes. <laughs> and then too vague other times. Like, what, yeah. do you, what do you want? Jeez. I don't know. Just go for it. It'll be all right. Yeah, I think you need to make a bold move at some point. Because it sounds like it's what you want. So whatever is going to get you quicker to that happening in your situation, whether it's you doing something physically or you doing something verbally. Consensually. Consensually. <laughs> make then it happen. Do, then do it. Well, you know, consensually. I mean, that's that's kind of in the. I don't think I have to remind these ladies about that. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast, and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant, supply chains are clogged, and the labor market is tight. What does that mean for margins? But. Not every business is in the dark. In terms of my own business, I'd say numbers are the thing I find the most daunting or precarious. I'm good with design, curation, creation, marketing, but numbers are definitely not my strong suit. And this is where NetSuite comes in. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program Head to netsuite.com slash note to self. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and of course, inventory so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. In 2022, profit is the new growth. So NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, and see where to save money. Know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash note to self right now. netsuite.com slash note to self. netsuite.com slash note to self. All right. Question number three. We've got an NBA player. Ask Joe. First of all, you guys are the cutest, and I love when you do the podcast together. Thanks. I'm trying to force him to do it more with me. Secondly, (laughs) here's my question. It's about dating an athlete. I've been seeing an NBA player for a year and a half. Let's name him X. We also met on Raya like you guys, and there were weirdly some geographic similarities to you guys that I could share but won't because I want to remain anonymous. I know that... That MLB and the NBA are different, but I feel like you still have a better understanding about athlete dating culture than most. X and I are extremely close and see each other once a month and we go on trips together during the summers. He's very considerate of my feelings. He's a great listener and he's very respectful. We have a super healthy dynamic and we are very compatible, but we aren't exclusive. When we've discussed exclusivity in the past, I've made it clear that I prefer it and he's made it clear that he's not ready because it's too much of a commitment since we're long distance. We love each other though, so I'm a little bit confused as to why he doesn't see that what we have is worth committing to even though long distance is hard. From your perspective, as a man and someone who hears athletes talk about relationships and girls and stuff, 
how can I get him to see that it's worth giving an exclusive relationship a shot? Or is this a lost cause? Also, should be noted that he's not a party guy and doesn't have kids or anything, a.k.a. he's not the, quote, stereotypical NBA player in those certain ways. Also, Peyton, feel free to weigh in, though I think you're just going to say, don't wait around for him, LOL. (laughs) XOX. I'm Olivia. Uh, All right, Olivia. Um, Well, well, hold on. I want to say one thing about the long distance because there was a note I, I was making in my head about that. I do think some people actually are really perturbed by long distance because the number of questions I get about is long distance worth it? How do you make long distance work? Like I get so many questions about that because Joe and I, we were long distance for a year and a half and I just never even considered not being, I guess. But some people are really, really, really thrown off by long distance. I just feel like it's not generally the norm. Yeah. But like now that you can meet anyone on the internet anywhere at any time, it seems more normal. I feel like interesting that you say like we both love each other, but I'm going to say this because I've never been in a situation where I can say like, I love someone, but I'm also seeing other people like mm-hmm. as in an open relationship. So I guess to me that seems different, but like, I'm sure it's probably very normal to some people. So going off of that, I, did, I don't know, kind of thrown off, kind of feel like he's, it sounds like he said like what he wants or doesn't want. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, trying to make him want it yeah want what you want but if he's like already vocalized and it seems like you guys have been like doing this for a while then like i don't think he's too shy about like what he's probably doing or up Mm -hmm. to well right now he's getting what he wants yeah and put like honestly seemingly uh, pushing off exclusivity yeah well i guess what i was going to say was like he loves the situation maybe that they have because it's Mm -hmm. like it works for him i guess Mm-hmm. or whoever this person I is. think you need to decide if this situation is working for you. And of course, you already knew I was going to say that because you said it. Mm-hmm. But we just had the podcast episode about being in your villain era, which I mean, I think that when you've been talking to someone for so long, like a year and a half, it's it's a pretty long time to be going back and forth like this, seeing each other once a month. But if you're not getting what you want from the situation, it's not really fair to you. And I feel like you're selling yourself short in some ways if you aren't getting what you want. If you like the situation and you are completely content with this, and this is where you have to be kind of honest with yourself, then keep doing it. If you're going on cool trips, you're having a good time. I personally have really never been in love with someone before that I could ever look in the face and be like, I don't want to be exclusive with you. Mm-hmm. Similarly, I guess. And if you told me you were in love with me, but you didn't want to be exclusive... I mean, that would be a huge red flag, in my opinion. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I laugh because I agree. I don't know. I, I mean, it seems like between, it seems like there's no, that's the only downside. Cause she's like, we love each other. It's great. We get along, we go on trips. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming during the season, like you're going there or he's playing wherever you're at, possibly. Yeah. But yeah, also, it seems like you guys have kind of set what you want and like what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like you said, it either continues to be all right with you and you just, like, know what it is mm-hmm. or you don't do that anymore and, like, go look for specifically what it is that you want yeah. from someone else. And also, maybe you do, maybe you choose to go that route and he's like, oh, fuck, didn't think she'd actually leave and then change his tune a little bit. You never know. Yeah. I mean, crazier things have happened. Yeah. But I will say, like, I think from my perspective – I think it's just all about getting what you want. So if you're cool with this and you are cool with like kind of pushing off exclusivity and that doesn't make you feel some type of way, then live your best life. Go on your trips, see them once a month, do all the things. Mm -hmm. But if you do want to be exclusive with someone and you feel like you're kind of just postponing the inevitable and he's not going to ever commit, then I mean, that's when you have to make your own decision. But I feel like honesty with yourself (laughs) and trusting your gut in this situation is probably best. Because your gut will tell you. Yeah. Also, I'm curious kind of, I mean, them saying the partner isn't ready to be exclusive because of like what that means. Long distance is what he's saying. Yeah. But I feel like also, I don't want to like phrase this. I feel like with being just as an athlete and then like talking about another athlete, you put in, there's like a certain amount of commitment you have to your job Mm -hmm. that 
maybe not like, oh, he doesn't want to do it because he's talking to other people. Like maybe that's part of it. Yeah. But I feel like also then adding in a significant other is like a a major addition kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially at a certain age when you're like trying to do other things. Well, especially too, when it's, that's what I say for the long distance, like it's during the seasons, like when Joe was playing during season and when you're long distance, he could never come see me because they literally don't get a day off. Even when he came to LA, it was like during COVID. So like I had to sneak into the hotel room to see him because they just can't leave the team. I don't know how the NBA is. I feel like they have a lot of games, right? Yeah, but I mean, they... Not as many as baseball, but a lot of games. No, yeah, they have like 80-something games. And it's a shorter season, right? So that could be a possibility too, I would say. But I just feel like if you're in love with someone, actually... That's why, that was my first point at the very beginning. Yeah. That's... It sounds debatable to me, but also, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I haven't been in that situation. So maybe for them, that's like very normal. What floats their boat? Yeah. That's why sometimes I like, yeah, I have an opinion, but at the same time, like, I can't say that you're wrong. Yeah. Like, that's well, that's why I give me. a disclaimer and yeah. I just want you to, like, you know, take it for whatever you hear it as. <laughs> and we can um, debate. It's not that I would say don't wait around for him. I'm just saying, like, if you're getting what you want from this situation right now, then continue on whatever path you're on but if you want something more and he's just continuously not going to commit for whatever reason then i think you need to like be honest with yourself about if this is going to drive you absolutely fucking insane in the near future or if it already is driving you insane right now yeah (laughs) because it's like i mean your life is about you so like you don't need to really be waiting around for him but you know me too well already and you know i was going to say that any parting thoughts? The no partying? <laughs> Cap. <laughs> I mean, maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's just like a, I smoke weed in my hotel room kind of guy. Steph Curry, just like the face of the NBA. Yeah, so I've been, I met Steph Curry on Riot. That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I would, would think it would be hilarious. Tragic. Hey, maybe, maybe everyone knows and we're just the last to know. Shout out Steph Curry, the goat. No, don't start those rumors about Steph, our fave guy. <laughs> our fave? I like he just jumped on that bandwagon. Okay, what was our next question? Okay, so Miss. next question. <laughs> Miss ma'am. Okay. I have been with my boyfriend for three years, and he has never bought me flowers. I know it seems superficial, but I think getting flowers from your partner is romantic and sweet. I brought it up two to three times now. Um, at least how I think it'd be nice if you would buy flowers, surprise me, or be more romantic, but nothing has really changed. Is it wrong for this to bother me? And how do you bring up awkward topics like this with Joe? How do I bring up topics like that with you? You usually just, like, say what it is. Like, (laughs) I need X, Y, Z. I feel like, one, if it's only been two to three times that you've mentioned this over dating for three years, on average, once a year, he's probably like shrugging it off, I would think. Like, oh, yeah, flowers. Like, yeah. But if you're saying like, oh, I want you to be more romantic. And mm-hmm. he just is like, nah, that's kind of fucked up, I feel like. I feel like they're the same thing. Asking for flowers well, is even more specific like, I feel like than being romantic. Just like overall romance mm-hmm. is easier to achieve than like one specific thing. That if she literally mentioned it two or three times in three years, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if she was like, oh, I mentioned it three times, like in the last two months. That's different. That's I feel like, yeah, numbers wise, you know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But I feel like if it's overall just not being romantic, like, yeah, you're not. But here's the thing. You're not wrong for like disliking that and like not feeling. I feel like if you bring up to a guy that you want him to be more romantic, the instant rebuttal is that they need like a specific way to be romantic. I feel like that's the more confusing thing to demand the romance mm-hmm. than, hey, I want flowers. That's what romance looks like to me. I want flowers. That's being like the most direct you could possibly be. In like the traditional sense, I feel like. What are you talking about? But Because then you could be like, oh, like it's romantic. He thinks of me. And like grabs me something on the way home, or like for example, when well, I was he's he, she's specifically about talking about buying flowers. I mean, she was saying like specifically the flowers are the things that she wants. Mm-hmm. She would obviously probably like to be surprised and to have romance, which is 
being surprised with flowers seems like is what she wants. And she's mentioned it two to three times specifically. If I was like, Joe, I specifically want you to do this. In the last couple of months, if I said it two or three times and you still hadn't shown any movement towards doing that's what I'm saying. If you only did that two or three times in three years, that's why I'm saying like, yeah, you could be romantic for sure without getting flowers and like plan things and like, oh, that's romantic. Yeah. But then would she still be upset that flowers weren't involved or is it like, well, I think lack she said specifically romance? she wanted flowers. Yeah. I feel like flowers seems like the easy thing to do in comparison to like plan a full date yeah well some people do like i mean the simple things are the best things so if she's not saying i want you to plan a full date with me in this particular situation she's saying i want you to go get me flowers most girls will like it if you just like pick them a fucking flower which is usually when you pick it out the ground it's a weed you can bring a weed home to your girlfriend and she'd be like oh man he picked me this beautiful weed I'm saying it's dandelions. <laughs> may or may not have health benefits. I'm just saying. I don't think you're wrong for it to bother you. I think when you're that specific, that means like what is not clicking. Just get the fucking flowers. I wish there was an age. She'd be like required to put an age on their questions just so I have a reference. Because if you're like, I'm 35 and I asked for flowers and this man in three years has never got me flowers. But if you're like, I'm First of all, 35-year-old women rarely are listening to my podcast because they're like, who is this dumb 28-year-old bitch? <laughs> I'm just saying. You never know. <laughs> also, like, you just call yourself a kid right there. 28-year-old. Oh, I thought you said 28-year-old kid. I was no. Like, we're, we're past the age of kid. That's why I thought it was funny. No. The right, dumb 28-year-old bitch. <laughs> um, um, okay. I don't think, in summary, for me, it's not wrong to be bothered by that. What do you think? No, I don't think you're wrong for being bothered. Wow, you're acknowledging emotion. But no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say you're in the wrong, but maybe. And okay, so how do we bring he, up, how do you bring up awkward topics like this with Joe? I am very direct. I mean, I want flowers. I've never told you I really want flowers though. What? <laughs> this is not a joke and not, I would try to say not an exaggeration. But there have been multiple times where you've come home from like the farmer's market on a Sunday mm-hmm. where I'm at the field and you come back with flowers and you're like, oh, I had to get flowers because somebody wouldn't get me flowers. You've done that at least three times this season. You're literally telling on yourself. But I'm saying you just said you don't ever ask. What would you, what would you say? I feel like I don't. I've never like come up to you and been like, Joe, it actually means a lot to me if you got me flowers. So usually we'll say that because we joke like that with each other. But the fact that you just use that as, as an example saying, about how you are not fulfilling no, my saying, what I want. I would say recently I haven't gotten flowers. I would say in, when we lived in Dallas, I tried to get flowers like more a few times. Let's say recently, for sure. You admit that? <laughs> I can admit that. <laughs> admitting he's really been, fall, he's <laughs> been falling off. Also, I just, when I go to the farmer's market, I get flowers. And I will say whenever you got flowers in Dallas, I'd always be like, not these flowers, Joe. The other See, flowers. Just get flowers. <laughs> then not these flowers, guy. What are you, an idiot? Well, also, though, it's different when you approach it. Like, when you would bring home flowers to me where we both live, you'd be like, oh, I got us some flowers for the table. Rather than, like, hello. Uh, I would say I got the flowers for you, and I got the eucalyptus in the shower for us that was an <laughs> us purchase because i was directly benefiting from that uh-huh the flowers was more like a hey got you some flowers and well i think it's also a special thing to take note of because mr 29 year old over here Who? you're definitely at the age <laughs> that you should not even be getting flowers you should know what flowers i like right mm, no yeah no. but you know what the problem is with that I don't even know what flowers I like. And that's why no is my answer. So. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I, I mean, I feel like I like a lot of flowers. I like roses, classic, but not really red roses for our house. Not vibing. Any kind of dyed rose. Any kind of dyed flower really is not my thing. Are you taking notes? No, I'm noticing how you literally still have no specific flower that you like, just things that you hate. Well, I wouldn't leave it broad, but I'm telling you it's off limits. I just remember, what was that, Valentine's Day I got flowers? I liked those flowers. And you were like, 
but they better not be something. I can't remember what it was. If it was like no, a the thing short. Was, <laughs> no, what it was. If it was a short. No, what happened bouquet. was we were, Joe and I were traveling on Valentine's Day. Where did we go? Mm-hmm. We were coming home from like. We were coming home. That wasn't New York, was it? No. Was oh, it was great. LA because it was the Super Bowl. Super Bowl was like right. Around. Yeah, we were coming home that day and it was Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I made a comment. There was like a bunch of girls in the airport with flowers that like people gave them. And I was like, oh, look at all these girls with flowers in the airport. Mm -hmm. And then we landed at like 11 p.m. We got home at like midnight. I think our flight got delayed. Yeah. Anyways, it was like 1 a.m. by the time we got home. And um, Joe like snuck downstairs and had already gotten flowers delivered that were I had, and let me, because she's, I remember you being like, oh, you ordered these from the airport. I. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, because I was like, no, because I booked them before we even left town. No, first of all, I know about flowers. They were very nice flowers. There's no possible way you could have ordered those from the airport. Anyways, I did order flowers before (laughs) we went on our weekend trip. And then it was going to be timed better, but then our flight got delayed and then instead of being able to pick them up like on our way through the lobby like I was hoping to mm-hmm. in the middle of the day it was like 9 or 10 p.m. so the flower thing was closed and they just like left them with the concierge and then I had to go like it was a lot less smooth than I planned but yeah still kind of well, still got them all right but i mean at the end of the day we're we're talking about how she's going to bring mm-hmm. this up how mm-hmm. do i bring off her top is like this up with joe i'm very specific i'm also kind of how you say harsh <laughs> blunt and I not only make it extremely obvious, but I'm like, are, I'm like lock eyes with me. Why are we not making a note of this? Because I'm telling you, this is very important to me. And if I'm telling you it's important to me, someone needs to be doing something about it. And Joe's Here's like, the thing. Okay. I would not suggest that be your tactic on how you bring it up. Because <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, I, I'm very straightforward and yeah. blunt. So she said, how do you yeah. bring and this I'm up with Joe? I feel like if flowers, since it's kind of like a, Although I guess it could mean a lot. It's like kind of a simple gesture. Mm-hmm. It could be just like, hey, I would really like if you got me flowers. And I guess you've probably well, done that done, a couple of times. done yeah. that a couple of times. So like, how do you do that? I don't, I don't know. The reason she's saying it's awkward is because she's already done it a couple of times and has blatantly asked. And it's awkward, by the way, for anyone to ask for something like that, which is why she labeled this as an awkward topic. So... That's when when I get awkward about a topic, that's when I'm like, okay, babe, you just got to like be so blunt and straightforward to where this could not even be slightly overlooked like, or misconstrued. I feel like this is when you got to do the like drop the hint thing. She's been like, dropping the hints. Yeah, well, just, you know, you just keep dropping the hints. Sometimes sometimes you figure it out. Sometimes no, we're actually just don't, blind. I don't know. Do not keep dropping the hints. Well, that was my suggestion, so. That's embarrassing. <laughs> what? Dropping a hint? Dropping more than two or three hints. Well, I guess it's either drop a hint or you have to like do the blunt face to face. But I just feel like. Yeah. And what what gets shit done around here? Blunt face to face. Facing the blunt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's everything. Well, my answer is yes. I I will be like, hey, let me explain this to you. Let me put this in so many words because you're not listening to me. There better be flowers (laughs) around this area. (laughs) And the next, give him like a timeline, a couple weeks, or hey, look me in the eyeballs. It is very important to me that you get me flowers. Make it direct because then he can't miss it. And then if he misses it again, you can be like, I'm literally going to kill you. Okay, well, (laughs) here's the thing. If you do that and then he gets flowers and maybe they're not the flowers, I feel like it's usually unlikely that the guy probably buys like the flowers you want specifically the first attempt. Well, that's when you go. That's when you're like, oh, I appreciate the gesture. But I, you know what I really love is like these flowers. Instead yeah. of being like, oh, and you can't even get the right flowers. Like you got well, yeah. to work with them a little well, bit. Well, the thing is most women understand the little nudging into the right direction and with positive reinforcement. reinforcement. Oh, trust me. Our moms all taught us that. <laughs> They're like, you know how you train a dog with positive reinforcement? Mm-hmm. It same works on men. So just do a little bit of that. But I will say being straightforward and blunt, sometimes men are just fucking stupid. And they need to be told directly to their eyeballs. 
You have to be like, hey, focus, 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 focus in. Look at me. And then you say it. That's how I like to deliver all my news. <laughs> that's why things don't get done sometimes. <laughs> okay. Question six. Ask Joe. First of all, y'all are literally couple goals and what I hope to have one day. I love how honest you both are and have ability to understand one another's needs and trust each other. It's rare to see, and I love to see it. Okay, for Joe, what made Peyton stand out or made you want to commit to her over others? I've been dating a guy, and I'm just curious, when is a good time to have the exclusivity talk or to hope they aren't talking to other people? Love and adore you both. I think the biggest thing that I can think of, especially early on when we were like getting to know each other, was like the lack of trying to give the right answer so to speak, I feel like everyone probably goes through that when you meet someone and you're trying to like not say something stupid or not embarrass yourself. I kind of was just like F it a little bit. Not so much in like saying whatever, but kind of just like you getting to know my sense of humor and just mm-hmm. like I would say something weird and then she would say something along the same lines. I'm like, oh, she actually knows what I meant. Like some kind of yeah. jokes, I'm sure. About the it. same wavelength. Probably dad jokes and whatnot. Yeah. But I feel like that was but the is that first what made you- big sign of okay. being like, Oh, I actually kind of like this person. Which I will say that is pretty rare. Because like. To be on the same page, mm -hmm. essentially, and speaking the same language all the time. Maybe a majority of the time to start. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't have to explain yourself. Yeah. feel weird saying something. Because that was one of the things I felt like early on. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, thinking to myself. Like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, not. Because every once in a while you get stuck, like, when you want to text something and you're like what do I say? And then I'm like, what am I even talking about? What mm-hmm. do I say? What's on my mind? And then I do that. And then and it always landed. Yeah. Your jokes landed. So damn funny. <laughs> well, obviously they don't usually land because you said that's what made you want to commit to me. more than others. <laughs> no, it's trying to it's not so try rare. so hard. <laughs> no, they always land. Let's be real. <laughs> and then we met and there was also chemistry mm-hmm. on top of, being on the same page. Mm-hmm. Wow, let's interlock toes. No, your <laughs> feet, ice cube toes. Okay, so that's why what made you want to commit to me is we were on the same wavelength. It just kind of felt pretty natural. Didn't feel like I was forcing things. And obviously the timing was really weird, just like everything that was Well, I feel like the timing life. was really good for both of us too, though. Like well, we yeah, it's like being old able, enough and we had we yeah, knew enough about ourselves time. and then also joe took the 2020 season off of baseball so like we had so much extra time to hang out with each other that i feel like it would have been harder if you were playing when we first got to know each other definitely so everything just kind of works in our favor were we dating when you decided to not play i don't think we were dating yet no and then we got to know each other more. you thought i was retiring <laughs> Joe told me he wasn't going to play baseball anymore. I literally was like, oh, my God, he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life now. What's going on? But he ended up just having way more time for me. And it was the best thing that could have happened in that situation. And he still does love baseball. And you are pretty much on the, what's it called? I I, I don't know where you're going with this. You're focused on what you want to do. (laughs) No, whenever Joe told me he didn't, he wasn't going to play for 2020, I didn't know what he meant by that. I thought he meant he was going to retire and not play anymore. And I was like, so he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life? I feel like she tried to break up with me for a second. We weren't dating. It was a breakup. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, we weren't dating. But he um, scared me there for a second. Because I feel like for one, one thing that you always say about me that you like is that I'm ambitious. And I like men who are ambitious. And I just like people who know what they want to do with their lives. It's hard to meet someone when they're in a flux state. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like now that we're together and we've created a solid foundation, like if I go into like a flux state or you go into a flux state, it's different. We can be there for the other person. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. So after I don't want to just dish my life out on Instagram anymore <laughs> and I transition... You're just going to be there for me. What are we transitioning to? I don't know. What, what should I transition to? I've always wanted to work like seasonally at a hotel where it's like you work at a ski lodge or like in a surf shack. 
Anyways, we have to go back to this question, though. So she's been dating a guy and she's curious when is a good time to have the exclusivity talk. I think at some point the exclusivity talk, no matter who says it, is just a leap of faith. I think there's a good time where you just kind of feel it. Mm -hmm. And then you take the leap of faith and hope that they're also feeling it. Yeah. Like you can kind of, you kind of have an idea that they're feeling it, but you never really know. Yeah. But I guess you'll get your answer. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's been a year and a half, but I still kind of, you know. Well, he didn't say it's a year and a half. I was, I know, I was referencing the other one. The other one, yeah. When was a good time to have exclusive? It'd be wild if this was the guy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it differs for everyone. I think we were pretty, not quick. Joe and I started talking on like text first and then via FaceTime. And then we met it in person. And then like a month later, we were in a relationship. I feel like the only. I guess it's, I can't really say a specific time frame, but like not within the first like couple of weeks. Otherwise, I feel like there's no rules. Like it could be like a month, it could be like two months or three months. It depends on, I guess, how often you But then out. sometimes like it's a, too long. Well, I feel like if it's been long enough, then like maybe the other person's like, oh, I already thought we were being exclusive kind of thing, you know? Mm, I don't really buy into that. I already thought we were. I think we need to mark it. I feel like that's how I was feeling when we were yeah, dating. And I guess initially started dating. I was like, oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh. I, was like, uh. I actually was because I also just, once I met Joe, I was like, I really wasn't really that much. I wasn't interested in the other guys because they all just seemed so not as good. So like it just, there was no reason for me to be like, oh, I need to go hook up with this guy because then I would just be thinking about Joe the whole time anyway. So why would I have done that? (laughs) But I think, again, every fucking answer that I have is either communicate properly or go with your gut. I think, though, with this kind of thing, you just have to take a leap of faith when you're feeling like it's the right time. I agree. You just have to do it. Yeah. If you're already considering it at this point, just go. For yeah. It. We also never had an exclusivity talk. You just said you referenced me as your girlfriend. And I was like, oop, pause. Does this mean we're in a relationship now? And then that was our exclusivity talk. It was actually very quick. It we like, just had some. No, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you misread my text. <laughs> All right. Last question. Surf Shack. Mm. Like I was just referencing how I wanted to work at a surf shack in my transition period. Okay, I cannot be the only one that was like when I was younger. I must have seen it in a movie or something, but it's like the people that worked seasonally at resorts. And like when it was snowing or something, they Mm -hmm. would go work at the surf or the ski lodge. (laughs) Surf (laughs) And then like they would go to like Hawaii. I think also my grandma used to do that. So I just like fantasize about it anyways. That's like low key my dream. Here's the thing. I feel like that's been in movies before. And it was definitely an Mary Kate Nashley movie or something. But probably <laughs> one of your Disney Channel movies. No, Mary but Kate I feel like in the movies, there's like the person that's doing that. And then everyone he's working with is like, there's a lot of young people and it looks so much fun. But in reality, you go to do that and it's like, couldn't be more the opposite. <laughs> and you like hate your life because you're probably just dealing with people that paid a lot of money to be there <laughs> and they treat you like ass. And then after you get off work, you're like, all I want to do is drink and go to sleep or something like that. Or have you seen that show below deck? Yeah. Where they're like, like the, the reality uh, show, like yeah. the crew. Find me on that. Even they're always I get, I get beefing seasick. the whole show. <laughs> yeah. And you're seasick. The whole show. Anytime I've seen an episode, like it looks cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, they're getting yelled at by the people that paid to be on the boat. And then like the head chef. Oh yeah. Is they're like, definitely getting yelled and then, at. Someone's sleeping with someone, and then there's drama, and then they're like, "I can't well, be." Well, that's for their anymore. reality show. Yeah, that's that looks what they're doing. So for real that. life sounds like it might be pretty, pretty. All right, good. well, we're talking about Surfshack guy now, okay? Hey, P and J, that's us. Mm-hmm. You guys are the sweetest couple ever. I love watching everything you share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the face he just made. <laughs> Continue. I also religiously listened to the pod and wanted to thank you for keeping it so good. 
Thank you, girly. I am a 23-year-old female in a relationship with a 23-year-old male, and we have been together for four years. That's a very, like, Reddit thing. 23YOF. It's like, no, it's like 23F. Yeah. But I don't want to say 23F. You know what I mean? Anyways, we live together now, and I'm in university while he's working in a surf and skate shop. He's very good at surfing, but he doesn't do it professionally. We love each other very much, and I definitely see a future together. I wanted to ask Joe as an athlete that prioritizes the sport in your life, a.k.a. his job, and your relationship based on the fact that you two moved in together with Joe's work in mind. My boyfriend loves to surf, and he definitely prioritizes it over many things. He loves his job, and he, but he knows he won't stay there for many more years, and I want him to try and develop more as a person outside of this job. How can I gently suggest to try and do something else, keeping in mind that he will always have this sport as a hobby, but maybe not necessarily as a job? This is also with regards to moving to a different city and experiencing life together in a new place. Love you guys, and thank you so much. Well, my initial thoughts, if surfing is like what makes him obviously the happiest, I'm assuming, of all things, Mm -hmm. outside of her maybe. Well, her problem is, I think, Really, what we're getting down to the, the point is, part. like, no, is prioritizing surfing above. Essentially, it sounds like what she wants. Yeah. Well, I feel like here's the thing. I feel like one serving makes him like extremely happy and it's enjoyable. So to like ask him to move to a different area, which I'm assuming that means surfing like is no longer a possibility. Mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of know that like that person is going to be having less fun overall in life, so they might not be like the same fun person that you that they are normally you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like I don't know it's kind of like you moving away from LA and it's like oh the weather is perfect every day and then you go somewhere where it's cold and you're like I hate it here And it's not that like you're a terrible person but you just hate being cold and now like it just changes the overall mood you know what I mean yeah but she's asking how do I gently suggest to her for him to try and do something else yeah besides attaching himself to this one thing yeah well, also, I was going to say, I feel like if he does love it that much, like, okay, maybe not just working in a surf store is like your, you know, life goal. Well, she like, says he, could, he knows he's not going to stay there for like that many more years. Mm-hmm. I feel like so that means like it's not his end all be all. Oh, but she's trying to transition him and maybe challenge him in a way to yeah. like get away from that and do something else and mm-hmm. explore more. The way she's talking about it makes me think that like, he grew up around this and like, yeah. this is his like comfort place mm-hmm. and he hasn't really gone anywhere else. Oh, I was thinking more like he was set on just like living that same life forever. Not that he knew he wasn't going to be there. I kind of missed that part. Like it says he time. knows that he won't, probably won't stay there for that many more years. And mm-hmm. I want him to try it and develop more as a person. So it, it sounds like the way she's saying it just mm-hmm. from her own words that without me just trying to randomly extrapolate, it sounds like he's, he needs to like grow up kind of. Yeah. Cause I do think you hit a point when you're hitting your, you're going into your mid twenties mm-hmm. and then later into your late twenties where you do need to grow up a little bit. And it seems like he's aware of that too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he could also expand on like his already probably fairly knowledgeable area of like surfing and, and kind of go towards mm-hmm. I don't want to be like the manager well, of the store, but like the if you do your own store or something like that, where it's beyond just working in a surf shop. Yeah. I mean? I mean, also we don't know these people really, but yeah, what it's giving right, right. me is like the San Diego guys who live in a surf like apartment mm-hmm. with, I, I, they live together obviously, but I know like that's the thing in San Diego, like yeah, yeah, yeah. five dudes to an apartment and they just like surf all day for literally the rest of their yeah. entire well, it lives. It sounds like that's not the case in this one. Though. But it's giving me those vibes. And she's like, I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to like mm-hmm. be a surfer girlfriend. I want you to like go do something else. Well, if he knows and he's not going to be there forever, then it sounds like he already has that thought in his mind. Mm-hmm. I guess at this point, it's just like, okay, well, what are you thinking of doing? Not that you have to do something yeah, right now. How can like, I gently suggest to try? We have to always come back to the question. Yeah. Okay? I mean, literally you just ask like, hey, what are you like? It seems like you're not set on being the surf shop guy forever like what are mm-hmm. you thinking about doing afterwards i feel like it's simple i think it also 
though sometimes talking about it in an abstract way can make things more complicated, but I think getting an idea of where he wants to go would be good. So like ask him like what his ultimate ideal life is, mm-hmm. because if he responds with working at the surf shack and going to <laughs> surf every day, and maybe that's not your ideal life, mm-hmm. that's something to consider. Because I think a big part of relationships as you're getting older is your ideal lives need to align. And of course they'll change sometimes. Like my ideal life has changed since I was 23, but that's also why I wasn't in a relationship when I was 23, because I feel like I didn't know who I was enough to even know what my ideal life was. And though it does tweak a lot, I feel like I've found you were on the same page in a lot of ways when it comes to like what the ideal of our future is. And that's kind of something we discussed early on. But I think that's because we started dating when we were 26 and 27. Yeah, but so does mean you know everything that like. No, we don't. But I think we that was something that I at least knew and I was like, we need to discuss this right now. Mm-hmm. What do you see for your next five years? What do you see for your next 10 years? But again, it takes me, <laughs> it takes being like on the phone, what do you see for your next five years? Like I was very mm-hmm. direct rather than trying to like kind of gently mold you in a certain way that I wanted you to be. It was just kind of more like a check-in. Hey, are we on the same page? Mm-hmm. Could you see this for your future too? Also, I feel like there's a, we were talking about this earlier about how there's a difference between like what you want for him and what he wants for him. Mm-hmm. So again, you just needed to like check in and, and make sure that like this ideal reality makes sense for both of you. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, obviously, I haven't, like, switched jobs necessarily, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my friends that now, like, are definitely doing well or mm-hmm. kind of, a, you know, they were always doing well. They they always seemed like they had a plan, like, switched, you know, switched offices, switched jobs, like, a few times, mm-hmm. maybe in back-to-back years. That's, so it's like That's very normal in yeah, your 20s so it's like, or in your 30s, too. Yeah, but especially I feel like out of college when you're like, okay, you work somewhere, then you kind of just build your resume. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone I know worked for Oracle for like six months. It seems like everyone I know worked for Oracle. Maybe for not six everyone, months. but like a lot of people were like working yeah, for Oracle. A lot Oracle. of people yeah. did work for Oracle. Like, it's kind of funny, but my um, friend Kellyanne actually worked for Oracle, the one that did my makeup like oh, last really? two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. She was at Oracle when she ever first ever did my makeup, and she was like, I don't know if I can quit my Oracle job. Like, just such a good job. And then she like ended up like blowing up. Like, on social like, media. Yeah. Or they're like, we're at Oracle. We're doing that. Yeah, I think switching your job in your 20s is normal, but I also think that having a conversation about like where is our ideal life going, because I also do know people whose ideal life, especially like people who grew up around a beach who love to surf, whatever, their ideal life is hanging around a surf shack and Mm -hmm. surfing in the morning, surfing in the evening, coming home like that's what they want. And that's not a bad thing, but I feel like if you want something else, then you need to like figure that out. Yeah. And gently nudging him to it. I was also talking to Joe more recently about like how being in relationships with someone is not only like a mirror to figure out everything that is wrong with you because <laughs> the other person like literally will tell you eventually, <laughs> but also you are supposed to challenge each other a little bit and it can make the other person uncomfortable. And I feel like there's an art to knowing when to like push a little bit. And then to kind of not push a little bit. Yeah. Like but how I think, to push someone. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's not always, always, always well received. But I think that it's kind of someone's job to help the other person like be their best in yeah. a sense. I mean, as long as you, I feel like you show that you're doing it. I guess it's how you do it. But showing them like, yeah, I, I care, which is yeah. what I'm asking. Not just like, you know, you held it in forever. Then you're like. Oh, are you going to work there forever at the Shake Shack? Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Shake Shack. <laughs> the Surf Shack. Uh, the Surf Shack, yeah. Because then they're like, oh, and then it just like creates more problems. Well, there's so. definitely like a way to approach it that's with compassion. Mm-hmm. But I think that also not pushing someone because you're afraid that they're not going to take it well is also a disservice to the person you're in a relationship with sometimes. you're. So, I I like to challenge you, and I like when you challenge me. That's like one of my favorite things is when I noticed about Joe that he wouldn't always cede to like what I want, like he will annoyingly so sometimes be the devil's advocate for sometimes no reason, but when there's an actual reason, it <laughs> sometimes <laughs> no reason. 
<laughs> sometimes you admit that to me all the time. You're like, I sometimes you admit that to me all the time. <laughs> I yeah, said, what are, what are these sentences? <laughs> the fuck? Sometimes you do admit that to me where you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, sometimes I just say, like, I'm like, but what about this? And you're like, what about it? I'm like, I don't know. I was just saying, like, it's just like, damn, I was just making a comment. And I've been telling kids to be trouble a lot. Anyways, I think challenging is good. I think pushing someone in a direction is good. But at the end of the day, if he and you don't have the same ideal scenario, that might be a conversation to have. Agreed. Wow. Bang, bang. <laughs> All right, so that is the end of our questions. Thank you so much, Dr. Squinchy Guy, for being on the podcast. Do you have any parting words for the ladies? Mm. I'm scared. (laughs) There were so many things I wanted to say. Be nice to him. That's all I have to say. Be nice to him. Only sometimes. Only if he deserves it. I mean, see, I just, just a simple, you know, sign off. She can't even co-sign. Mm-mm. I cannot co-sign on be nice to him. I'm sorry. That's not good for my brand if he's being a dick. But you can be nice to him if he's being nice. I'm nice to you. Focus on yourself, Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice to you when you're being nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going to go to sleep now. It's almost 2 a.m. Really, really, really thank you, Squinch, for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> This is (laughs) 106.2. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week.